This is Brian Pinelli with another edition of ATR Radio. The countdown to the PyeongChang 2018 Olympic Winter Games is now just over 10 months. It's been a busy and important winter for Korean organizers. Preparations continue in PyeongChang as the city and the country enter the home stretch. Joining me now from Seoul is 2008 Olympic Moguls bronze medalist, head coach of the Korean Mogul ski team, and ambassador to the PyeongChang 2018 organizing committee, Toby Dawson. Hey, Toby, how are you? Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. I'm great. So uh, I know it's been obviously a, a busy and hectic and, uh, you know, I assume in, in many regards, fun winter there in PyeongChang. Uh, with, with your many hats and roles, what, what has this uh, winter with one year to, the go, to go to the to the Winter Olympics been like? And, you know, how is everything coming along there? This has been uh, such an, an exciting experience. Uh, you know, there's such a good buzz in, inside Korea itself to host these 2018 Winter Olympics. Um, the, you know, a lot of the stadiums and things are being built now. I just, uh, I just had lunch with Jim Peck um, with the Korean hockey team, and he, uh, he said that the ice rinks are getting built up and uh, a lot of things are, are, are coming along. So uh, we've been preparing as a team a lot, and we're excited, obviously, to compete in front of our the home crowd in Korea, but uh, the organizers and everybody has been doing a great job putting everything together, and I have no doubt it will be a good winter Olympic experience for everybody. Sure, exciting times. For those who aren't too familiar, Toby was an accomplished mogul skier competing for the United States based in, in Vail, Colorado, not just that bronze medal at the 2006 Games, but three world championship medals, and, and Toby, you know, speaking directly about your sport, I know in February, as, as was the case, you know, at, at pretty much all the venues, uh, a, a test event with moguls, aerials, ski half-pipe competition there at Bakwang Snow Park. How, uh, how are the courses, and, and, and what's the venue like there at Bakwang? Uh, in Bakwang, it's been really great. Um, it seemed like the half-pipe, uh, a lot of people are very excited with the half-pipe facility. I know last year that they had a test event for the slope style and the um, uh, there was nothing but rave reviews about the course and, and all of that. We had an excellent mogul course this year, and all the athletes were excited. And this um, was also very happy with the way the course design looks. And I, I have no doubt that we're going to have such a great event. And uh, the light system is already in place, so it's going to be a, an amazing night event. So, so the moguls will take place at night under the lights? Yeah, mogul finals will take place at night under the lights uh, during the Olympic Games. Yeah. So to Toby, as mentioned, you've become uh, for, for quite a quite a while now head coach of the Korean moguls team, uh, including a real young up and coming mogul skier, 23 year old Jay Woo Choi, who I know is starting to make his his mark on the World Cup with three top 10 finishes this winter, I believe. Obviously, you know, people think of, of moguls and, and alpine skiing. We don't think immediately of Korea. But but what has the learning curve been like? You know, both for you as a coach and and Choi and, and other members of the team. It's it's been a it's been a long road. I, I've been with these athletes now for quite a bit of time, just over four years now, and uh, just the whole preparation to get ready for this Olympics and to teach these athletes, you know, what it's like to be an Olympian and to prepare them athletically, mentally, physically to to be ready to compete at the the world stage has been a very uh, fun fun time for me. Uh, working with these athletes, it's been a joy. They, they work hard. They go out there and try hard. 
but we had a lot of catch-up to do in basic fundamentals. So I think that was one of the toughest things that we had to deal with is going back to the basics, learning how to carve and bend a ski properly, <laughs> and then rebringing them back to World Cup level and having them start to compete. The process is obviously starting to pay off now. I have a bunch of athletes that are making the top tens. I had one of the girls make the super finals at the Olympic test event. And so I hope that we can really have a good showing at the home Olympics. I know these athletes have a lot of pressure on their shoulders to do well in front of their home crowd. Yeah, well, if you don't mind me asking, I'm I'm pretty sure that Korea has never won an an Olympic medal in in any ski discipline. And, you know, not not to put it all on one's shoulders, but Choi has has proven (laughs) and and shown that, you know, he can can compete against the best. I mean, is is this a possibility? I think, you know, it's, it's all going to be timing. Um, he obviously has shown that he has the, the skill level and the talent to go out there and ski with the world's best skiers. Um, we didn't ski all the World Cups this season, but for the ones that we did ski, he was ranked in the top nine in the world ranking. So he's definitely starting to make a name for himself. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he can put all those ingredients together and have a fantastic uh, competition run during the Olympics uh, in February. Is he uh, is he teaching you some new tricks? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's pretty gifted in the air, actually. So we have a lot of fun coming up with new tricks and new grabs and uh, things like that to to keep the sport more exciting and also to keep him interested with what he's working on as well. Yeah, great. Wish you the best of luck. For those who may not be uh, familiar, really, a miraculous story involving Toby. Toby was was lost at a Korean market at the age of three, adopted by American parents in Colorado. Toby, I know you learned to to ski there in Vail and in the Colorado region. One year after Toby's Olympic bronze medal, he was found and and reunited with his Korean biological father, his brother, and and later on his mother. Toby, let's let's turn back to July 2011, the IOC session in, in Durban, South Africa, when obviously Pyeongchang was awarded the Games. You were uh, instrumental telling your emotional story to, to the IOC audience there at the end of the session, and obviously Pyeongchang was successful. What, uh, what is your recollection, your emotions? I mean, what was that whole experience like? It was, uh, it was such a great experience and such a, a great opportunity for me. Um, I was, honestly, I was kind of, I was contacted pretty late, probably about uh, two weeks, three weeks prior to, to the... the the IOC meeting in Durban, and um, the, they asked me if I would come out and be a presenter, and so I really didn't have any any clue of what was going on, and I hadn't been following the bid that closely at that point. But uh, once I got out to South Africa, you know, they gave me the, a quick rundown, and we practiced and practiced and practiced. Those All the other presenters that were up there on stage with me, we, I mean, every single day for several hours a day, just hammering it out, hammering it out practicing what we were going to go do on stage. And uh, I think that they had a well-oiled machine. They knew what they wanted to accomplish. Uh, they had, you know, close, they, they got into the final round of bidding during uh, against uh, Sochi and then also against Vancouver. So they knew that they had a good chance, but we wanted to make sure that we would, you know, take this one home and not go into the second round of, of uh, voting because that's kind of, in their Achilles heel. Um, so it was, yeah, it was amazing to be a part of that and to, to be on the stage with some of the most influential people in, in Korea was, was a nice experience as well. 
And, and what about for you emotionally? And, uh, you know, afterward, I assume you, you know, had some interaction and, and probably some compliments from, from IOC members. You know, what, what did it feel like all uh, afterward? It was it was it was a it was a great experience. I mean, the the Korean people they really came together and they they thank were very thankful for for my my role with uh, the with uh, the presentation. But also, you know, it was it was very humbling to to go around. We walked around and, and I met a lot of the different IOC members and to to have people actually come up to me and said say things like, I actually wasn't planning on voting for Korea, but your, your story touched me so much that you changed my vote. And uh, to, be, to be such a big part in that, a big part of that vote um, was a really special thing. And to be a, to be a part of that was, was really nice to be a part of all that. And to help, help Korea win that bid was, was, an, was a nice ending to that. Yeah, really a fantastic story, and I know uh, obviously has uh, in inspired many, and, and now we're 10 months to those Pyeongchang Games. Hey, Toby, among your uh, other hats and roles, you also serve as an ambassador to the Pyeongchang 2018 Organizing Committee. I, I know you're a busy guy on the mountain, but uh, what, what has that experience been like, and uh, you know, what, what has your involvement been uh, with, with the organizers there in Pyeongchang? It's been nice, they, you know, for for the for the Olympics to kind of keep me involved. So they they gave me this honorary ambassadorship, and um, and uh, it was me, myself, and Kim Yuna. We were both given this position. So we're we've been invited to to certain meetings, and we've also had to vote on certain things prior to the Olympics in the last couple like last couple of years. Um, and it's just uh, it's nice to be on that ground floor to know kind of what's going on, how everything is coming along, and to know that Korea will be ready and have a great games in 2017 or 2018. And they come to you for uh, some advice on you know what what uh, what the best kickers there on the Moguls Hill should look like. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's that, that's been another kind of nice part of it to be the you know head of the national national moguls team and then also have. Some um, influence and then be able to help the, the organizers at the, the freestyle venues and to give them some ideas, to give them um, pointers, help, you know, have them help design the course that we want. So it's been nice to be able to uh, be a part of all those things as well. Yeah. Toby, turning to a, a more serious matter, uh, every, everyone knows that, you know, tensions between North Korea and and South Korea and, and some threats by, by Kim Jong-un recently. Obviously, United States has a military presence there in the area, China right there in that region. Uh, there is the, the possibility, it seems, of, of some type of military hostilities in the future. I mean, as a Korean athlete, a, a Korean coach, and, you know, just being involved there, is, is this a serious concern for the Olympic movement there in South Korea? You know, I think... When we, I think that was kind of one of the big question marks when when Korea was bidding for the Olympics, and uh, I think in reality, you know, there's North Korea's. There's always been a lot of posturing. And there's always a lot of talk. So I feel like the South Koreans, they don't even pay much attention to it anymore because there is always there are always things that are going on and being said, and they just um, are able to carry on their normal lives and not live in fear of of something happening. I don't believe that. Um, anything that will come of it it just seems like more mostly posturing and and things like that although you know the u.s military president has presence has been a little bit bigger with uh our new president and um we will see what happens i i will i would suspect though that there will be 
no big ramifications with, with North Korea. And hopefully that will be no big issues so we can have a very successful Winter Games in 2018. Okay. Of course, everybody hoping for the best there, uh, athletes and everyone involved in, in, in the Olympic movement. Hey, Toby, turning back to sports, just one or two more questions. What, uh, what, what needs to happen now for, for Pyeongchang? I know the high-speed train is in the works and, uh, you know, obviously uh, um, numerous construction projects as they continue with the Athletes' Village and Media Center. Uh, from, from your perspective, what, what, what needs to happen here over these final 10 months there in, 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 in South Korea to be ready for Feb 2018? Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. There's so many things happening right now. I think they just need to be able to stay on schedule, get these venues built up. It's, you know, they have beautiful designs already. I know after having the amount of test events that we've had already in, in um, Korea that, that uh, they're prepared and, and ready, and, um, and all the test events have been fairly successful. So I think that if they stay on schedule, get everything done in time, you know, that was kind of a concern. And, in uh, Sochi, that the athlete village and things like that weren't weren't built up in time, and there was you know some last minute construction work, or they didn't finish some things even. But I believe that Korea will get all their things done. Uh, sometimes it seems like they're getting a little bit behind, but Korea does a wonderful job of actually getting everything done when it when it counts. So I believe that everything will be ready, and it should be should be a great experience. I was uh, there for the first men's alpine test event a few winters ago. There at a uh... Jung Sun, and they got that gondola up and running maybe two weeks before, and everybody was concerned, but it turned out to be an excellent event. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that I think I think that a lot of people were were highly impressed with uh, the course that they had available for them, and uh, I don't think people were were expecting a lot less. But uh, they, I think that in terms of alpine and definitely in snowboarding and freestyle skiing, they are very excited about the. The slopes and the conditions of the courses. Yeah. Last question for you, Toby. You uh, you must have a very interesting perspective, unlike very few. Being uh, you know, in a Korean a Korean American living over there, obviously uh, representing both the home nation and uh, also representing the the many foreign visitors that will come to Korea, many for the first time next February. What what do you hope and and what do you think that these games can truly offer that's, you know, maybe may different than games in the past? And, and what do you hope and think uh, the, the Pyeongchang legacy might be? I think, I, I hope that, you know, the, the Pyeongchang legacy will, you know, bring, you know, a lot more youth and get uh, some uh, bigger youth movement in sports. I think that uh, we're already starting to see that in skiing and snowboarding. And uh, I think that that's going to be something that they can really carry into the future. I also believe that a lot of people, when they come here to, to Korea for the first time, they're going to, to meet some very nice, genuine people. And I believe that um, people will enjoy the culture and the food here in Korea. Um, most people, most of my friends that come out and visit me from the States in Korea can't get enough of the Korean barbecue and uh, all that stuff. So there's a lot of good food out there for people to try. And um there's definitely, you know, with the, the setup of this, this Olympics with, you know, the coastal cluster and then the mountain cluster and it being so close, it will give, a, give the audience a big chance to see a lot of different events. All right. Sounds tremendous. So you're taking me out for barbecue and uh, kimchi a couple nights before the opening ceremony there next February? Sure, it's a date. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Toby, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with Around the Rings, and uh, best of luck with the Korean Moguls freestyle team and, and everything else you're involved in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
This has been Around the Rings correspondent Brian Pinelli. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. Have a stellar day.